0: Well, good morning, my brothers and sisters in the Lord, and those that want to be brothers and sisters in the Lord. Welcome once again to Into His Word, Stay Into His Word, hallelujah, Stay com. We are here once again to bring you a little bit of some knowledge from the Word of God, and hopefully this helps you in your reading endeavors. Let us pray. Dear Lord and Savior, we're so thankful today for this opportunity to share your wonderful word with such trustworthy people with your word, the children of God, the people that love you, God, and worship you with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength, the people that want to do your word and live your word and show your word by their works, how it's manifested in their life. You define works as deeds. So let their deeds be shown among men and women and children as examples in this dark place that we live. In the name of Jesus, I pray for healing in the lands and in the nations and in individual lives of those that are listening today. Amen. Well, hallelujah. How many of you out there like poetry? Edgar Allan Poe. I guess he wrote poetry. I don't know. Mahalia, uh, I don't know. I don't know any poetry writers, to be honest, except I do know King David. He Not personally, but he wrote a few poems. Psalm, uh, Solomon wrote a few poems, and they're both known for writing songs and words of wisdom. So I have read their works. And today I want to share some of their works with you. We're going to be talking a little bit about poetry today. And hopefully that helps you to understand biblical poetry from a Hebrew standpoint. Because we know that the Old Testament was written in the Hebrew language, translated through the centuries into English. And we also know that the New Testament was in the Greek, later on translated into English for our understanding. Hallelujah. So let us read a couple of Psalms, if you would, please, and let us see if we could understand or just read the poetry. So Psalms 3 and 1 says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Psalms 2 and 4. He that sitteth in heavens, in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord will have them in derision. Now, as you read that, you may notice something, which I never noticed until I started studying and studying and studying. And I come to find out that there are certain type of poetry or forms of poetry, which I never really knew before in my life. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. So that's why I decided to get on here and share this with you. Now, those two uh, scriptures that we just read, Psalms 3 and 1, and two and four, those are known as synonymous parallelism, parallelism, basically meaning synonymous, meaning the same thing. Where each line in the poem, uh, the first line means one thing, and the second line repeats the thought of the first line. It may use some different words, but it's synonymous in meaning. I'll read those again because I know some of you didn't bring your Bible like I'll always say bring your Bible. So here we are, Psalms 3 and 1. Lord, how are they they how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. So we see the same meaning, the same thought from from the first line in the second line, Psalms 2 and 4, He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord will have them in derision. Well, you have to look up the word derision so that you'll know that it's the same meaning as the first sentence. That's synonymous parallelism. So that's one form of poetry. There's lots of other forms of poetry throughout the Psalms, throughout the Bible where you can read. I thought I would just share that with you. And there's one other, there's steps of poetry. The books of the Bible moves on in a progressive state, which I had not known, but I've been studying. I've been reading. I'm trying to get deep into the word of God so that I could share this information with you. So the five books of poetry, they show progression Of a spiritual life. Ha ha. Check that out. The five books shows progression. Of a spiritual life. But you got to be spiritual. And you got to be living right. To have that progression. Of a spiritual life. We're going to go through. These five books. Of poetry. And see what they say. The book of Job. Describes the death. Of the old life. An old self. So you know how we come to Christ. We have to die to ourself. The book of Psalms show the new life in God, expressing itself in praise, prayer, adoration, supplication, confession, and intercession. But notice this is what got my attention when I've discovered this through my studies. The Psalms show the new life in God, expressing itself in praise and prayer and adoration. Do you remember when you first came to God, you just couldn't stop praising and praying all the time? And this adored adoration towards God? Hallelujah. This is, shows the progression right here. Man, and this stuff for preach. If I wasn't in school studying, I'd put together a message on this. This is great understanding. Great understanding. Number three, the book of Proverbs. We are in God's school learning heavenly yet practical wisdom for life on earth. You know, the B-I-B-L-E, the Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth. That's what Proverbs is, full of wisdom, full of knowledge, full of understanding. Just like the rest of God's word is. But Proverbs, we are in God's school learning heavenly yet practical wisdom for life. So you die to Christ. You come to him expressing your gratitude and happiness and praise and all that. Now after that, now, none of this stops. You've already, you keep continuing on. It's like uh, when you're in elementary school, or I should say uh, kindergarten or head start, your education builds upon itself. And that's what happens in here throughout the Bible. It builds upon itself. Hallelujah. Then we go to ecclesi- Ecclesiastics or Ecclesiastes. Speaking of the vanity of pursuing life, under the sun, a part of God, apart from God. So now we go through life. Now, I don't know where you are in life, but somewhere you start to realize that all this is worth nothing. We work hard, we strive hard to obtain, to pay the bills, to keep, to maintain. Hallelujah. And you're happy you have these things. But when you die, what is it worth? What do you do with it? You can't take it with you, right? But, but, it's nice to have it while we're here upon the face of the earth. My friends, brothers, and sisters, I suggest you read the book of Ecclesiastics. It's not a bad book to read. Matter of fact, none of the books in the Bible are bad to read. But I think Ecclesiastics, when Solomon was writing, known as one of the wisest men in the Bible, he would... uh He's going to give you some enlightening insights on things. Ecclesiastes speaks of the vanity of pursuing life under the sun. Hmm. Then we go to the fifth book of poetry. The Song of Solomon speaks about the pursuit of life with meaning through a personal relationship with Christ. Hallelujah. The pursuit of life with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I speak about this a lot in our Bible studies that we have on Thursday nights, especially during the Old Testament. uh, It was almost nightly that subject would come up, that personal relationship through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Or with Jesus Christ, I should say. It is so vitally important that we exercise, that we have, that we maintain, that we keep that you get involved, have that relationship with Jesus Christ. But as you can see, the progression here through poetry, the books of the Bible is a progressiveness in our lives. I'm going to share with you again, without any of the extra talk, this is it. Job describes the death of the old person and the old self. Psalms expresses The transformation of a new life, expressing praise, prayer, adoration, supplication, confession, and intercession. Then you get into Proverbs, God's school of learning. Heavenly yet practical wisdom for life on earth. Then you get to Ecclesiastics, or I think I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, but you get to Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes where you speak of the vanity of pursuing life under the sun. Then, of course, here we are. The Song of Solomon speaks of the pursuit of life with meaning through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, I hope that enlightens you today. I hope you learned something today. The progression of the books of poetry in the Bible. What a revelation. Take this and apply it to your life. Listen, learn, and apply. Until we meet again, God bless you and keep you. And stay tuned and stay into his word. Because if you stay into him, he'll stay into you. God bless you.